Join Scotty and Hands Monday from noon to 3. They're going to be at Sound Sleep Medical, 8941 South, 700 East in Sandy. DJ and PK, time to talk a little college football. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, getting ready to join us here momentarily. Dennis Dodd tweeting out, I just put it out there, and you and I were talking about it. The genius of college football. There's a chance we're going to have a one-loss Big 12 champ, a one-loss Pac-12 champ, and a one-loss Alabama that didn't win a championship, There's like a lost to number chance. one. I mean, I, I, and then who gets in? I don't get this tweet like it's new news. I could already tell you it's going to happen right now. You'll lock it down. Yeah. Nobody's getting beat. Oklahoma will take – Baylor won't run the table and go undefeated. Oklahoma will get them. Well, then, then there won't be any discussion there. No, there won't be discussion So there. then we won't have to worry about it. Right. Not I, that I worry but, about it either way, but – Yeah, sports worry, not real-life worry. A lot of these folks, this is real life, man. Yep. So what's the issue here? He's just looking at how it'll just be a wreck, and it'll be the same debate we've had before. But Alabama, I could have told the eyeball August, test, though. Yeah, I could tell you next August. Right, but he writes college football for a living, and the rankings just well, tell came me something out. that I don't know. He's going to hear it over and over again, so he's commenting. And on you're going to hear it next year, and a year <laughs> after, and a year after, and a year after. SEC, they're going to find a way. Can they get two teams in? It's always going to be that way. What's the news? Everybody else play eight games. Pump and let's get rid records. of the honor code. I yeah. mean, the things that are... I'm not, not going to discuss any more things that aren't going to happen. It's a waste of time. So what is going to happen? The SEC is going to get two teams in. Ohio State and Clemson are going to be the other two. And away we go. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go from the Pac-12, win all your games. And then you're in. Will Baylor get in as low as they're ranked if they beat Oklahoma twice? Not that anybody really thinks that's going to happen, given the close calls Baylor's What are they had. ranked? Ooh, I don't know. Let me check for you. I think 11. I think if a Big 12 team goes undefeated, they're going to get in, yeah. Find a way to move them all the way up. Uh, they are 13. They're behind. <laughs> I said 11, but I forgot two teams. They're behind Florida and Auburn, two more SEC teams. They're behind two loss SEC teams, even though they're undefeated. Not much respect there. All right. DJ and PK, Riley joins us now. Riley Jensen, our college football insider. On the Sprint special guest line, lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Riley, good morning. Good morning. What's going on with you guys? Oh, we were just talking about the rankings that came out and uh, where everybody sits, and uh, PK's ready to guarantee us Ohio State, Clemson, and two SEC teams. Think it's going to play out any other way for a Pac-12 champ or a Big 12 champ? It's going to be really hard for me to see anything but two SEC teams, um, which I think is a little bit unfortunate if Oregon and, and Utah both run the table and play against each other. It feels like they should be in. Why? Uh, I mean, this is why. Why does it feel like you only you have one quality win the whole season, and you should get in based on one quality win? That's it. Well, to, to me, this is this is more of the argument that I think, and and look, that's not the way it is right now. So I'm I may be arguing something that that doesn't exist, a hypothetical, which isn't a good practice in general. But I I like the argument that if you're going to have a playoff that each P5 team 
the conference winner should be in, right? And then and then yeah, that'd and then be great. Take a couple yeah, a couple more. And and so, like I said, I'm I'm arguing a hypothetical, but man, it just seems like if you go eleven and one and eleven and one, and then you beat you know the the, the other team. It feels like it should be enough to get you in, but but maybe it's not. And and the way that it's set up, there's always going to be somebody who's in fifth place or sixth place that's going to be able to say, "God, I should have been in. Yeah. You should have been in the playoff. This is ridiculous." And quite frankly, I think the NCAA likes that because it causes all of us of to course. talk about it yeah, more. Yeah. That's why I said it it's genius. All of us to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's part of the reason that I don't think that they'll move to an A-team playoff is because they love the fact that somebody's mad every year about this. Yeah. And it just causes more hype and circumstance and everything else. It's like if you want to eliminate the close plays at first base, you move the bag back a foot, and you've solved it all. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, and really, exactly. You know, obviously you've solved nothing, and so it leads to just – endless discussion and it goes on and on it's been 1984 all over again we've never moved on from 1984 you know we when we have barry switzer on the today show and all that stuff going on it was that was actually great for college football so we've advanced beyond that but and i'm a pac-12 homer i've been this way my whole adult life but right now no team has a win over a ranked team in the college football playoff not one not one and they're supposed to get in the way I think they should get in under your system and the system that we like. I think go to six and just add one and and, and give the SEC two, and then the uh, the other five get in. And I don't even think you need to go to eight. Go to six and do it that way. But it's not what we got. But the problem is, and it's no knock on Utah or Oregon. It's the Pac twelve is so mediocre this year. I can't justify them getting in based on one win. That's all it would boil down to. Well, and and, and you're probably you're probably 100% correct on that. You're I, I I know the argument against it. I know the argument for it, but I think this is as close as the Pac-12 has come to having two quality teams that could even sniff or even like think that they should be in it. And so so that's where that's where you're hoping that the Pac-12 can break through and break into the playoffs. Yeah, I hope so, and, too. But I don't yeah, blame it on Oregon so. or Utah. I blame it on Washington, Arizona State, Washington State, Stanford. These teams that are supposed to be, maybe not the Devils, but the other teams that were supposed to be at least decent, they're not. They're average. See, I think if Oklahoma gets in, if they beat Baylor twice, and Oklahoma's currently 10th, they're currently behind, you know, number six, Oregon, number seven, Utah. But if they beat Baylor twice and leapfrog them, people won't like it. But it'll be a different level if Bama gets in because everything PK says about the Pac 12, those are all facts. You can't argue them. But Bama's not playing Florida. They're not playing Georgia. They're not playing a killer schedule in the SEC because of who they're missing. And Bama could be just like, let's say, Utah beats Oregon. Right now we're saying, well, Utah doesn't have any wins over anybody who's better than eight and four because USC best case scenario eight and four, Washington best case scenario eight and four, BYU in non-conference best case scenario eight and four, Auburn could easily be eight and four, A and M could be seven and five very easily, and those could be Bama's best wins. And so that Pac-12 title game win, while it would be the only big win for either one of those teams, it would still be one more big win than Bama has. 
but Bama's in front, and if they get in, and, and there's just a decade of resentment built up against Bama, which maybe it shouldn't right. factor I mean, in, Bama, but it does, even if it shouldn't. Bama's Bama, right? And, and they've been the darlings of the NCAA for about 10 years now. <laughs> and, and so the resentment that you're talking about is also the love that the NCAA has built up for, for Alabama. I could, I could totally see it happening, right? And I just, I don't know. It, it feels like, to me, that Utah is a good football team. It feels great like football to me team. Yeah. that they have all the components to compete in a playoff at this point. And so, you know, I, it'll work itself out. It'll all work itself out. And if, and if Utah goes to the Rose Bowl and they blow some team out in the Rose Bowl, they're always going to be able to make that argument. Yeah. <clears throat> Truthfully... And I, and I don't mean – and I'm not trying to come back a Utah fan or anybody because I, I wish they would have won this, but they, they solve a lot of their problems by not losing at USC. Right? There are no like, problems, yeah. Yeah, they get it done. I mean, they're, they're probably in the driver's seat and right where they want to be in control of their own destiny if they don't lose that game. And so, you know, that's, that's part of the difficulty of this college system. That's part of the difficulty of trying to get into the playoff is – Every single game counts, and a one-loss team, unless you're in the US, unless you're in the SEC, it's probably not going to happen. And don't underestimate the fact that this is a television show. And once it becomes a television show, it becomes entertainment and it becomes for profit. And the fact is, Utah doesn't have near enough fan base that people will be excited about seeing them versus the teams from the SEC. Television ratings matter. Millions of dollars are at stake. And Utah does not bring enough to the to the table television ratings-wise. They don't even bring enough in the, in the Pac-12. They, they don't have ranked the, the, the top eight viewed games. Utah is not in any of them. And if you go, uh, once you start playing the ratings, it's not just who loves teams, but it's who hates them. And the fact that people hate Bama, not only all the people who love Bama watch, but all the people who hate Bama watch, and Bama will end up in a lot of the most viewed games they do every year. So let's start hating on the Utes. (laughs) There it is. If more people hated the Utes. Cougars, where are you? How are you hanging on? It's the same thing in the NBA with the Lakers. It's the same thing. Your show is kind of like... Like, DJ is mm-hmm. kind of like Clemson, yeah. and, and, PK, <laughs> and PK is kind of like Alabama. It's like they love to hate them, they love them, they love to hate them, they don't know. That's why, that's why your show's been so good. It's not because everybody loves you guys, it's because some people, you know, they just hate you. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Roll PK. Yeah, I mean, PK is like what? What is it? PT Barnum Bailey. I don't. I don't care what you say about me. Just spell my name correctly. Is that? Is that what it is with your? Uh, yeah. Don't think. To, man. You know. You don't. You don't know this. But the time that the name Kinahan was misspelled in the Tribune when he worked at the Tribune, that did that did not go over well. That was a hilarious story because it didn't happen to me. So yeah, there's there's something to be said for that. It all adds up to Utah getting squeezed out. And I don't think they should because, and I'm, we're obviously very close to it, and I, I think they have a hell of a team. And they can compete with darn near anybody, and they deserve the chance. But the circumstances don't dictate it. So, But I want to see have, Clemson, Utah. I would love to see it, absolutely, <laughs> and there's no question. But I agree with you, Riley. There's something to be said for going to Pasadena, kicking the crap out of Minnesota, and then being ranked fifth in the poll, and then you can always claim, and you can have that in perpetuity. Well, yeah, well, what if? Yeah, well, we could have done that. We could have done that. We could have done this, and we'll, we'll never know. But 
you, you roll out a, uh, what would that be, uh, 12, 13 in one season with a Rose Bowl win, I'm having a parade. No, no, no question. I mean, and you'll be able to make an argument you're the you're the best team ever in the state of Utah, even if you don't go to the playoffs. I mean, I, this team is is answering every call right now. They are answering the bell every single time, and they've done it with different players. It's been exciting to watch. I know that maybe not around the country these are household names, but every single week it's fun to watch. You know, Anai on defense, Julian Blackman. You got. Moss, you got, you know, every single week, Tyler Huntley, there's somebody making big plays. This is a fun team to watch. And regardless of what happens, you, you know, you, you know, with old coaches phrase, you know, you control what you can control. And then you, and then you just see where things, where things fall. But there's no reason for you, if you go to the Rose Bowl and win the Rose Bowl to feel terrible about this season, that's for sure. And it feels like to me, as far as the playoff goes, and really as far as a lot of ratings and a lot of like rankings go, is you have to do it year after year after year to be able to get the nod, right? And so when you look at the Alabamas and the Clemsons and some of these teams, like they've been doing it year after year after year, so they're more likely to get the nod because people are used to seeing them up there and used to seeing it. Now, if Utah, and I don't, you know, I don't know what next year looks like because there's going to be some questions, but let's just say that, Three out of the next four years, they're they're in the top ten and they're right there on the top five. They might get a year where they get the nod into the playoff because they're playing really really good football. But I think it does take you know repeated efforts and year after year after year of being good before people are just going to give you a nod in that scenario. Unless you're undefeated and ranked number one in the country and you're just drilling everybody. Right, right? but so but it, right now, it, Riley, a question mark. Right now, one loss Utah is in front of undefeated Minnesota and undefeated Baylor. So to your point, the Utes are getting that because they were in the Pac-12 title game last year and they've been good and been ranked in five of six seasons now. Exactly. And so they're moving. I mean, when you're looking at the University of Utah, you just got to feel good about the direction they're moving, right? Like this is... This is a team in the past that I've been critical of because I'm like, well, if they don't have a big-time quarterback, it's going to be impossible for them to win the Pac-12 championship. Well, now they have a quarterback who is playing at a high level, and they have a chance to win the Pac-12 championship. And if they keep repeating these sorts of things, and, and, and really Kyle has built his program on the fact that he doesn't have to have a great quarterback. I mean, they're winning nine and ten games sometimes without great quarterback play, let alone when they have great quarterback play. So the foundation is there. They, they've built some things there that can be really, really interesting to look at. And if they keep doing it, it's just like you said, you know, in a lower scale, they're ahead of Baylor and Minnesota because those are those are teams that are playing really well right now. But their one loss, Utah's one loss, is better than their undefeated season. And if Utah keeps playing, then pretty soon they're going to be playing with the big boys in that conversation. But as of right now, they're not they're not in that conversation. But they're moving in the right direction, so you, you, you have to feel good about it. You have to feel good about this program, regardless. And I and I'm with you, PK. If they go 13-1 and they win the Rose Bowl, why wouldn't you have a parade? I mean, I remember not that long ago, probably five years ago, when people were like, man, do you think the youth will ever win the Rose Bowl? And people were like, ah, I don't know. You know, or wow, that would be amazing. If they did, it would be an amazing thing for the city, blah, blah, blah. And now we're already talking like playoffs and all that kind of stuff, and we're forgetting about the Rose Bowl. Like, this would be a big deal if they won the Rose Bowl.
it would be a big deal. Oh, it'd be gigantic, yeah, because that would mean that you beat Oregon, assuming that that's where we're headed. And I think that's certainly, right. in my mind, that's certainly where we're headed. And that, to me, if you knock off Oregon, you've answered questions on the quality of this football team that I think they've sort of answered because, you know, it's a seven-point loss to SC. Uh, th- things happen. Expecting any team, Alabama's probably going to get in, and they didn't win it. And there's been a number of teams who've lost a game and got in the playoff. It's just unfortunate for the Utah team that it probably won't happen that way. But nevertheless, if you beat Oregon, you will have answered a huge question that, in my mind, puts you on par with these rest of these teams, whether they let you in or not. So be it. And this will go down as a phenomenal program. And then, most importantly, is until SC makes its next football great football coach hire, you have separated yourself clearly from the other four teams in the South and even maybe possibly only temporarily SC, even though you just lost to them, you still have had, you've had two seasons. No team has won the South two years in a row and played in the title game two years in a row, having won the South. And the reason why I put that qualifier in there is because the Bruins did it the first year, but SC was on probation. So they really didn't win the division. They played in the title game two years in a row from the South. Nobody right. else will have done that. You'll take a gigantic leap. And when you go out as you already are doing right now, but continue to do it for the class of uh, 2021, you will have the most ammunition you've ever had to be able to scoop up more quality guys. And they're already doing it with a bunch of low-ranked recruiting uh, polls, whatever you want to call them, and they're already still turning out great football. It only stands to reason it would only get better. So whether they get in the playoff or not, who cares? The arrow is pointing up. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And look, uh, I know that Norm Chow came on the show and a long time ago he said, look, when I was at USC, all I had to do was say I was recruiting somebody and somebody would get a star. Utah's not quite to that point yet. But when you look at guys like, you look at Julian Blackman, who was at, he was at Mountain West Elite for like four years in a row. And I was, I was like, I cannot believe this kid's not being recruited. I was calling people. I was talking to people about him. I was excited about this kid and how what an amazing athlete he was. And at the time, he was playing receiver in our camp. He was just going over the top and catching the ball on people. But nobody had offered him. And I'm not. I, I'm certainly not claiming that he got a scholarship to the U because of anything that we did. I mean, he, he, he. They they knew about him, and there were some teams in state, believe it or not, and. I can tell you guys a little bit of a story offline about they're like, oh, he can't play for us. This is an in-state school. And then a day later, um, the University of Utah offers him. That's his dream school, and he goes there. He's not he's not ever going to be labeled coming out of Utah and late in high school where they weren't putting up huge stats or anything like that. He wasn't going to be labeled a five-star. Was the kid a five-star kid, in, in my opinion? He was at least a four-star, and the kid was an athlete, and he had all the right attitude and the coachability and everything that you want. And then he goes and and backs that up at the University of Utah. And people are like, well, you know, Utah just has a great eye. Well, yeah, but, like, Julian stood out in workouts. He stood out when he was doing things. But he was a Utah kid at a school that doesn't have a huge reputation, so he wasn't going to have a ton of stars. But... But a good player is a good player to the University of Utah. And eventually, and, and this is 
the long way to my point, eventually, if Utah continues to be in the Pac-12 championship game and continues to make runs at the Rose Bowl and maybe even sniff a, a playoff, eventually, whoever they recruit is automatically going to be a three- or a four-star. And so you'll see their recruiting go up and up and up. Because I'm just telling you right now, and I, and I talk to players that I played against who played for the University of Utah back in the late 90s, and some of my other friends that played in the early 2000s, they're like, dude, I'm not even sure I'm second or third string on this team. There are so many athletes up at the University of Utah right now, and the depth that's at the University of Utah right now is different than any team in the state. And it's been very impressive what they've done because they've still included some local Utah players that have brought leadership, that have brought toughness to the program. I mean, you look at Lecky Fotu and some of these, you know, Chase Hansons of the world and Julian Blackmans that are from the state of Utah that still allow you to root for the for for the Utah home home team and then and then they bring in all this other talent and it's just been it's been really fun to watch and it's been really fun to see them develop this program into into something that is everyone should be proud of it in the state of Utah because it's really fun to watch. Last thing before you let you go, are your Aggies going to beat Wyoming? Is Jordan Love going to throw for 300 yards again? Because he seems to be back. Because all they they need that win if they're going to set up the big game with Boise State in two weeks. Yeah, it, it, this game makes me nervous. Obviously, last year when Utah State played against Wyoming, it wasn't a beautiful offensive output. It's going to be tons of man-to-man defense, which which makes it not very hard to read but it makes it hard to get separation. So hopefully these receivers can get separation. And then the other thing that's really important about man-to-man is that you can make tough catches. And these wide receivers have been prone to drop the ball a little bit. You've got to be able to throw the ball and catch the ball in tight spots with guys hanging on your back to be able to move the ball against these guys. And then, of course, run the ball. It's a, it's, it's a tall task. I think Utah State is up to it. It, it certainly felt like a better performance last week. They've got to play a little bit better defense. But, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for Jordan Love to, to string two games in a row because it's been a tough season so far. Thanks, Riley. Thanks, guys. Love, love your show, man. It's fun to listen to. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, we can get to uh, more on college football, the rankings, the Utes, the playoff, also the Jet, the Jazz taking down the Nets. I almost turned that into the Jets right there. The Jazz taking down the Nets with a scoring punch coming from off Brooklyn's the bench. not that far away. Yeah, really, right? We'll get to all that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz come from 15 down to beat the Brooklyn Nets 119 to 114. Jazz next game is Friday in Memphis. They'll play the Grizzlies on ESPN with Mike Conley returning to the town that he starred in for years. Houston Rockets guard Eric Gordon will undergo knee surgery. He's going to be out six weeks. Clippers swingman Paul George leaning towards making his season debut Thursday in the Clippers road game at New Orleans. Clippers are playing the Rockets tonight in Houston. College basketball, 17th-ranked Utah State, 3-0 after blowing out Denver, 97-56. BYU hosts Southern Utah. The T-Birds coming off a win over Nebraska. T-Birds and the Cougars at the Marriott Center tonight, 7 o'clock on BYU TV. Top of the Wire brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Bears-Lions, we're just watching this and having a good time. Couple of rows in front of us, though. There's this big old shoving match going on, people trying to hold people back. Bears fan is absolutely trying to cause problems. He walks up, I'm videoing, he lunges out and nabs my phone. He takes it clean out of my hand. I grab his other arm, yank him right down over the seat. I'm about ready to put him in a headlock. And he's like, whoa! Holding him down was then going to try to get my phone out of his hand. Did not throw a punch, did not put him in a chokehold. Security officer immediately gets over there and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Give him his phone, give him his phone. And then he got up and, and we left. I believe the violence is never the answer. Uh-huh. You know, that's us Titans fans. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday from 3 to 6 at the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Just talking college football with Riley Nelson and Riley Jensen this morning. The rankings out. The Utes are seventh, and Rick is on the line. Rick, good morning. Eight five five three four zero zone. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you want to call in, Rick, how are you? Good morning, DJ. Is DK back or is he away? I've never left. All right, brother. <laughs> You're in Ryle the base mode. I'm going to bury your logic here. <laughs> about oh boy. national championship. You got to fast forward to last week, and let, or to the last week of the after the conference games. You got Clemson in, ACC. You got Big Ten, Ohio State in. You got LSU in. The fourth team, there will be way too much pressure on that committee to allow a non-championship game to go in versus four different leagues, which it is a long shot that Utes have to beat Oregon, but let's say they do. They're going to go with the four okay. different leagues. No, now, you're wrong. the way to get backdoored is OU will maybe have a little tougher schedule. And don't worry about Baylor. They're going to lose. Don't worry about Minnesota. They're not even favored against Iowa. Um, okay, I'm not worried about They're going to go with the four different leagues. There'll be too much pressure for them to do it. Alabama doesn't even have a ranked win. They're not going to be favored in Auburn next week. Well, they would have if they beat Auburn, and if they don't beat Auburn, then there's no issue. But they will. Right. They, they will, will have but one. But Vegas won't have them favored. So it shows you. Let's not get. Well, you stuck said ranked the last team. Fifteen years of it. Yeah, uh, I actually think there'll be too much pressure to leave Alabama out to put in Utah and their. One million viewers? No. Are you kidding me? Because no. two years ago when they moved the thing off, when they didn't have it on New Year's Day and they moved it, and they weren't the, didn't the television ratings suck? Yes. Yes. So there's so much pressure. They put so much money into this. These advertisers are paying so much money. You're thinking football, and I'm all for football, but it's not they exclusively about football. They storm if they don't do it, though. No, they, they would have a storm the other way if they do do it. What are you we thinking, got, Rick? Uh, true because they're not watching West Coast football. Right. One other thing. Right. That's, that's actually, that's actually a real said, problem, Rick. That's a real problem. That's true. That's uh, why. They have to put these teams in because they got to get their money's worth. They don't want to get, okay, you know what, no, complaint from the uh, advertisers. The only scenario you get two SEC teams in, if Georgia beats LSU, then LSU will get the yes. fourth bid. Yes, I think I think a lot of people would agree with LSU's that. LSU's already beaten four ranked teams. What more do they need to do? Right. Okay. And if Georgia beats LSU, one, Georgia one will get thing. in as the champ, and LSU will stay in the top four. Uh, 100% agreed. Yeah. Guys, I'm putting my money where my mouth was. Remember how I said 
when the next one comes. USC lost. I said the next game, they lose it every time. I am going I'm, This is what I'm doing. Okay, okay, okay. The over, <laughs> the over at 51. Also, plus the points, plus 20. Also, the money line. Parlay it together. You know there's no what, chance I'm going to remember that. What are that. we betting? I don't, I, I miss who, who are we betting well, on? Well, no, if you do it, in other words, that's a huge long shot. Three bet parlay pays six to one, but when you have a money line in there that pays 700 to one, Okay, so what? So you're saying odds. you're sure Minnesota's going to lose? I hundred bucks. I win forty three hundred bucks. On what? What are we betting it on? We're we're going UCLA now. Here's why. Oh, okay. UCLA does have the second best offensive line. The only way to beat Utah is maybe neutralize their pass rush. The team's not bad. They played a pretty good schedule. Uh, I think they definitely. This is the first team that can score in the twenties, other than the you know the other games that were decided. Um, so that's the long shot that they win it. But if you cover, if you do a straight bet of the over and a straight bet of taking the points, it covers your long shot bet. So if you bet a hundred, you can win forty three hundred bucks on that three team money line parlay. All right, I'm there. Right. <laughs> yes, like if I was still here, I'm not here now because I'm going to Vegas right now. If we were doing the show in Vegas. Well, it's worth it's... the stab. You just got to bet 200 on the other two bets, and you'll cover your bet. DJ will loan me 175. I'll be good to go. If we were in Vegas right now, this would be a good call. <laughs> but we got to run, Rick. Do they still do those late night shows out, late of, night out shows? of Vegas with the odds makers saying stuff like that? Oh, you got to go to the money line. Call now, <laughs> yeah. and I will give you my sleeper pick of the week. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I don't know if those shows are still out there the way sports radio well, is gone. But back in the day, I'm sure you heard them in is Phoenix. A huge, huge issue. Uh, yeah, I've heard. Oh, I know man. you've heard them. In, <laughs> you've heard them at night in Vegas. You get those stations. All right, Tim's on the line. I don't know what he's going to do, but he can't possibly match Rick for better or for worse. Tim, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, I think we're playing this a little down with Utah and their 1 million fans. If Utah gets in, the whole Pac-12 will be watching. And everybody from the Mountain West who loved Utah when they were winning it back then is watching. So, and when if Alabama gets West in, the entire United world States. will be watching. Well, so you so got you got, you got Fort Collins, so I've got the world. On top of it, so. I'll give you Fort Collins, I'm taking the world. Who wins? Uh, I think another SEC team, LSU, will already – everybody who hates LSU that loves Alabama is going to watch LSU. Yeah, but they're not playing so they each other. The they need nation. both games. They won't play each other. They'll, they'll need both games. There's too much money at stake. I agree there's a lot of money, but I don't agree with you thinking that Utah will be on a, a loss financially. So no, it's I not about, about being a loss. It's about not making as much money. You want to squeeze every penny out. That's the way the world works. Follow the money 100% of the time, and then you will find everyone's motivation. And maybe I'm being a little cynical, but that's how I got to this point. I didn't get to this point by just being uh, uh, happy, everything is great. Uh, I have a cynical outlook on life. Everybody knows that. And I just do not believe they're going to take some team from the Mountain West, the, 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 the Mountain Time Zone, no less, in the University of Utah, unless they absolutely demand, which is undefeated. If they're undefeated, they would have gotten in, but they won't be. So or, they're going to get squeezed out. Right. So the, the other path then is you need these other contenders to get a second loss because they don't want to put a two-loss team in there. They've avoided it. They haven't done it yet. They could have other times. They haven't done it. So 
if you think you're going to win an argument with a one-loss Alabama team, your odds are pretty long. If Auburn beats Alabama and Alabama's a two-loss team, then they're out. Be an Auburn fan. And then Georgia and LSU get in with Ohio well, State. I think, LSU's, I think LSU's getting in, but of Georgia course. can get a second loss from LSU in the conference title game, and then they'd be out. I really don't think they're going to put a two-loss team in. Thanks for the call, Tim. Am but I saying, Utah, Utah could still get squeezed out in that scenario, assuming they beat Oregon and went out by Oklahoma. Yeah, okay, in Minnesota possibly. Uh, but would you think? Let, let's just go LSU and Georgia. Who's the more desperate team? Uh, Georgia, and that's why they could win the game. Right. Yeah, no, I totally yeah, well, agree that Georgia LSU could would win already it. be in. It would be a scrimmage game for LSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think LSU got in when they beat Bama. Deservedly so. They've yeah. beaten four not, teams not already. They, they played a tough game. No, I'm schedule. not arguing that you're arguing. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> but I'm the only one who can see you laughing, so I know. <laughs> Everybody else is like, why is PK so mad? <laughs> Actually, he just woke up. This is the best. <laughs> I'm never mad. I've been uh, mad years. People don't think you are. Nah, they're stupid. I don't care what they think. I care what they tune in. But LSU has multiple quality wins. Even if you take Out Auburn away. Out the yin-yang. They've even, got the most, don't they? E- they do. Even if you take Auburn away after everybody in the SEC who's good beats Auburn, and you take that one off the table, you just say Auburn's 8-4. and four. It's not that great a win. They've still, they went to Alabama in one. Of they course. They beat Florida. They could pick up another big win in the SEC title game. And it's like you say, if they choose. Now, maybe they're just so good, they'll go in and win that. But Georgia will go in knowing we have to win to get to the SEC, or to get to the, mm-hmm. the, the playoff. And LSU will be like, we're number one. We're probably in anyway. Oh, they got to be in. Eh, we're good. They got to be. But maybe they're just that good. And we've seen Georgia get to this point and stumble before. It could happen again. Oh, it could. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. And I don't uh, know that Auburn's going to beat Alabama either. Alabama may go neither do I. beat Auburn. And then that doesn't you know, doesn't work for Oklahoma and Utah and Oregon but and I Baylor. I would favor and, Alabama in that game. I haven't. I don't know what a line would be, but I would, I would expect, is Alabama going to lose twice on games that they really need to win? I wouldn't think so because they haven't had a lot of two lost teams, and that's why they keep ending up in the playoff. Well, they're they're playing a lot of young fellows this year relative to what they normally do, so there is something about that. It is, and it's a rivalry game, and crazy stuff happens. This is the game that gave us the kick six. I mean, what was crazier than that for a nothing. first game? Literally nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. No, I have not seen anything crazier. You being serious? You messing with me? I, a field goal return like that. Right. I mean the Stanford Cal thing, right? Some yeah. bizarre nonsense. The band is on the field. Yeah, I mean that yeah. was that was. And you, you can go and to that your favorite dude Hale. Is still broadcasting Cal football. I saw him. Yeah, there. Joe Starkey. Joe Starkey. I mean, he's got to be 170 years old. <laughs> These guys, just, which is odd because I thought he was 170 years they old. They can't when he did that give game. it up. Man. He was on with Tony and Austin. I think he said he's in his upper 70s. When oh, he's got to be it. more than that. He's got to be more than that, man. But he was. He's still doing it. Joe yeah. Starkey, 78 years old. Oh. He's 78. They just, I, I guess that's great that you have a job that you just can't give up. Because you must, obviously, you love it so much and you want to continue doing it. I mean, you look at Corso out there and you're wondering, yeah, is it really the best thing? But it's hard to give it up. And maybe when I get to that point, I'll be in that situation. I hope not. I hope I willingly want to give it up. But nevertheless, uh, that that kick
kick six that you said was about as bizarre. I don't know that anything is more bizarre in, especially when you have that setting. You know, a hail mary. Well, they're always crazy, but there's always been a, there's a slew of hail marys. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. You can pick your favorite hail mary, but the right. fact if you think about it, and you know, and whatever generation, whatever decade you are, you can pick one, and they're out there. There was another one this past weekend. Right. It was Ivy League, but. Yeah, to them, it was the biggest thing ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're always cool. Right. Yeah. The 80s. Flutie had the best one in the 80s. And then did, uh, was it Colorado, Michigan, right? In the 90s? That was probably the best one. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart must have thrown that ball like 70 yards in the air. That was a throw. But you can just keep going through the decades and picking out. I go Burko to Jalen. What was, the one, what was the one when LSU beat the one at Kentucky and it was tipped? Remember oh, yeah, that? It was tipped the defender up batted yeah, it to gra- the receiver. Grabs it. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, Bobby Marquez? Yeah. You made that up. <laughs> All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Bobby Marquez. <laughs> they wouldn't have known. You rat think, me out. Sorry. They would have. That's half the fun is figuring out <laughs> when is PK yeah. telling the is truth he messing and with when is he lying? Yeah, exactly. When is he messing with you? When is this just a take you haven't thought of, but he's thought of it and actually there's something to it. That's half the fun, is figuring out what's real and what's not. Bobby Marquez. Suit of a star with Mr. Mack and Lynn Harrington. Enter now at 1280thezone.com to win a designer suit and accessories from Mr. Mack. And an outfitting shopping experience with Lemma during the remote on December 11th. Lemma will personally pick you out an outfit. Compliments of Mr. Mack. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280thezone. The Utah Jazz picking up a come-from-behind fourth-quarter win. we got a lot of you weighing in on Facebook about that. And we will get to the Jazz come Comeback victory next. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. It's Wednesday. We've been telling you, jazz tickets for a win ticket Wednesday this week. So let's do it now. We got two tickets to see the Jazz and the Warriors. November 22nd. They're from the Ford Fan Zone. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone. All you need ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, ice cream, and soda. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on level six for free Ford swag, jazz tickets, movie passes, and much, much more. <laughs> This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 855-340-ZONE. Call right now. Jazz Warriors, November 22nd, 855-340-ZONE. we got two tickets for you. Every show all day long with tickets on a win tickets Wednesday. Every Wednesday we're giving away tickets to shows, concerts, games. You never know what you're going to get. This week, Jazz Warriors tickets. All right, PK, the big takeaways from last night's game. Jazz fans are all over our Facebook page. They are pumped up, largely. There's a, there's a few people out there who are in wait-and-see mode and upset about some of the three losses, but largely people are pumped up. Eight and three, second-best record in the West right now. 
given that there's only five teams separated by one game. So, Yeah, I'm not interested in what their record is in the West. I'm interested in what their record is because it's about them. If they play well, they should be able to win games. It's not about the opposition. You don't need the opposition to play poorly anymore. You've got enough talent to where if you play well, you have a great chance to win, and that's the best position to be in. It's up to your guys. You don't need this or that to happen. You don't need you to play at your best and the other team to play maybe a B, B minus, C plus game to win. That's not where this team is at, and that's a great position to be in. So whether they're fourth or fifth in the West right now, it doesn't really matter. It's how well is this team playing. And this team is winning ball games, particularly when they're not very good. And for at least minimum half of the game, they weren't very good. And they found a way to win. The Nets aren't a great team, but under the circumstances with back-to-back and all that stuff, that was a great win for them. And they, they got to look for signs. You know, if, if Mitchell does his thing, well, we pretty much expect that. And, and, and he had a nice game. I'm not saying he didn't. But they got performances from other guys that can get you excited. Moutier continues to excite and impress. I think he does anyway. I'm impressed with him making a difference. I don't think they've had this. In the, in the, they've made the playoffs three years in a row. Have they had a player of the caliber of Moutier to come off the bench to be able to do this? I'm trying to think. Because I, 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 Exum is well, always in and out. At that position, no. absolutely not. Right. So that's huge. You know, at other positions, they well, had I'm talking about that position. That position, okay. Yeah. No, at that possession, at that he's yeah. the best backup point guard they've had since I don't know when. He's making off, a difference. Off of 11 games, and he was hurt for some of them. But in the games he's been able to play, he's made an impact. And I thought him getting to the free throw line eight times in limited minutes, I mean, I'd like to see Donovan Mitchell average in eight free throws a game. I don't think Moutier can average that. I don't know that Donovan can, and that's why you made that sound right yeah, there. Yeah, I, li- I don't know that I would like Tim in perfect world, but as l- I don't want him taking his m- have him taking contact. Mm. I need him. Because the, the, the best players, the best scorers, the guys who tend to perform well in the playoffs all shoot a lot of free throws. Okay, now, maybe the playoffs, as you build more, more, but not as now. You, well, but they shoot a lot in the regular season, too. But as you build a rep, maybe you don't have to get crushed to get to the free throw Steph line. Curry was driving to the basket. He was. He had a big guy following him, and he broke his hand, and see ya. It's like Mike Trout. I would cringe every time Mike Trout dove for a ball. Don't dive and don't go head first slide. Unless this yeah. game or season was on the line. Don't do it. It's take not it, worth it. Take yeah. it on a bounce, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> that hit you, isn't worth right. giving up however many weeks you're going to give so up. So Steph Curry drove to the basket. Good for him. And he got hurt, uh, collided with Aaron Baines, and away you go. And now he's next season, maybe, or certainly deep into this season. So for now, as uh, little contact as Mitchell needs to take. Whereas Moutier, guys bounce off him, particularly guys who are guarding him from his position. So he's been an absolute plus. And I love seeing Gobert use some footwork. I'm not expecting Gobert to be McHale or Olajuwon with the footwork. Yeah, but a little bit there on that up and under move. But I want to see more because you don't have the ability to face up, basically, or you haven't shown it anyway. So you're going to have to find other ways to score outside of the lob dunk all the time. And if you could dance around like you did... And get points. That is huge, man. The kid's only 26 years old, right? So and he had I, a nice I, up and under move, the footwork yeah. you're talking about, and then he scored with the left hand at the other end of the floor in the second half. Precisely. Yeah. And those games, or those, excuse me, those moves, as I'm watching his ball game, jumped out at me because if he can get better on that and more productive and get more diversified, 
then yeah, the ceiling is the limit. All that spiel. <laughs> I'm all over. I'm all over. The ceiling it. is the roof. Come on now. The sky's the limit. Whatever the you know whatever those Just sayings are. Grab a couple of them and mash them together. Yeah. You're good. We know what you meant. Yeah. So I want that to happen. And that, that's what I'm looking for. And, and another thing before we go to break, the Conley quick pass to Gobert, I believe that that comes through association and familiarity. Build up a little trust that the big guy's going to catch it in traffic because not all big guys can catch it. And he whipped it. Not all big guys can catch that, it in traffic. That uh, velo velocity. The you know? velo? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you going to go baseball exit velocity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How hard did Conley hit that home run? How hard, yeah, because they do that. And that wasn't just a touch pass. That was a rifle. He did. He zipped it in there. So that velo, exit, the velo on that, the exit velo. he got a new metric called velo. Yeah, velo. Well, think about it. I like Lock it. it on good. it, buddy. Lock. You got three spare minutes today. Come up with something else. <laughs> goes back to what Riley told us about. He was talking about the receivers at Utah State and making catches with a guy on your back. Gobert, make a catch with a guy on your back and finish. You're not always going to be wide open for the dunk. Can you catch in a little bit of traffic and get it done? All right, Joy PK and I, we're going to be on the road Friday. We're going to be in Woods Cross, Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West. We will be there Friday morning. I'll have a chance to rip the hat and or jazz beanie off of PK's head. Go home with some free stuff. We usually have some tickets when we're out there. Usually have jazz T-shirts and gear. We'll see when we get there what kind of swag we have. But make your plans to stop by if you're commuting down I-15. They are right off the freeway. It's an easy on. Easy off, easy on. Continue on to work. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.